This is episode 28. It's time now to rewrite our birth story. Welcome to the Wellness Project podcast with Claire Obeyed. I'm a life and wellness coach, yoga teacher, EFT practitioner, and meditation guide. And most importantly, I'm a mama. And I'm here to support you to free your mind, fuel your body, and feed your soul as we journey into the project of your own wellness. From meditation, yoga, spirituality, and health, to well-being, mindset, conscious living, and conscious parenting, I dive into it all. Featuring moments of contemplation mixed with inspired action and handy takeaways, you will feel inspired and motivated, ready to cultivate new habits, rituals, and tools for your wellness journey. With mini meditation sessions to support you in cultivating inner stillness, connection, and clarity, and special co-hosted episodes and interviews to answer your questions. The Wellness Project podcast has you covered. Hey, beauty, and thank you so much for tuning in today. So I have an episode for you today that maybe is part rant, maybe is part wisdom, maybe is just something that I feel we need to shed more light on. And there are some people in the world doing some incredible work around this topic, which is rewriting our birth story. But I just really needed to muscle into the conversation and share my two cents. Why? I'm 41 weeks pregnant today and I am in this luscious, slightly frustrating space of waiting for a baby, waiting for the next season of my life to commence. But it is a really special time because I know very soon I'm going to be birthing. So I want to share with you, firstly, my experience with birth and then lead into what I really want to talk to you about today, and that is our need to rewrite our individual story around birth, our individual understanding or perception around birth, but also to rewrite the story as a collective in a society. So I'm just going to very briefly share my birth story. If you want to find out more, you can head to my blog on claireobade.com. If you just jump into the search section and type in pregnancy and birth, it will definitely come up. There's a few different parts to Soleil's birth. But to give you some background knowledge, I am the youngest of five children. My mother had five different experiences, but generally they were all natural birthing experiences as much as possible back in the 70s and 80s. There was a lot of intervention there. However, when my mum spoke about birth, she never really put too much emotion into it. There were moments where she would describe the things that she felt she felt were very negative or didn't treat her very well. And that's where there was a lot of emotion. That's where she would kind of make it very clear that she didn't think it was right that the doctors or obstetricians did X, Y, Z. But otherwise, it was quite a neutral description of each of the births. Some of them were easy. Some of them were a little bit more challenging. But generally, birth was just birth. So for me, the idea of giving birth as I grew up, I, I, I feel like what I want to say here is that neutrality that my mother passed on actually allowed me to have a clean slate in which to build my own perceptions, ideas, feelings, thoughts around birth. Of course, there was a lot of input from the external world, you know, TV shows, movies, 
other people's stories. But my foundation was basically that birth is just something that we do as women. However, the negative aspects that she highlighted were kind of the most powerful points, to be honest, because in her highlighting that this element of what this doctor did at this particular birth wasn't cool and she didn't like it, indicated to me that there was something that us women deserve to experience and there are some things that are just not right when it comes to birth. And that has actually helped me in my journey as a mother to really have deep respect for the pregnancy journey, building and growing a baby, which I consider to be such a miracle, but also the birth journey. So I wanted to just lay that out there firstly, because as I talk to you more about rewriting our birth story, a huge component of this is looking at where we initially connect with birth and how and what the story was and who gave it to us and the emotions and the feelings behind that. Not to mention our lineage of women, my mother, her mother and beyond. And of course then we look at the greatest story, the context in the collective the community that we grew up in, how people talk about it, what you watched on TV, all of that kind of stuff. But I wanted to preface my own birth story with that because one of the things I was most excited about and slightly terrified about, but mostly excited about when I found out I was pregnant was the idea of giving birth. I felt very, very connected to this truth. And that truth is that this would be a pivotal point in my life, in my spiritual journey that birth would be opening me up to something and that birth would be a rite of passage, a major one. Moving from maidenhood to motherhood, it's a pretty dramatic transition. And some people liken it to going into the underworld. You know, you move into these, these depths, these spaces within you that you didn't know were possible. You find this inner well of power and resource. It also pulls you apart and puts you back together as a completely different person and woman. But I was very excited to experience that. So in my first pregnancy, I spent a lot of time embracing positive, empowering stories. People used to think I was mad, but I used to watch YouTube videos all the time of beautiful, natural, empowered birthing experiences. Some of them were home births. Some of them were women birthing in lakes, you know, all sorts of things. But I, I literally absorbed and surrounded myself with other stories that empowered me. And I didn't ignore other people's stories, you know, friends who had maybe more challenging experiences, but I did choose to filter things that I was actively intending not to be my experience. I also did what I could do to ensure that I had the support around me to promote what I wanted, which is a, as much as possible a physiological, a natural physiological birth with minimal intervention, uh, with no drugs, so no pain relief. And mostly just tuned into what my body was capable of doing. And that's essentially what I had. So Soleil ended up going to 42 weeks. And I was in the hospital system, in the birth center system. And at 42 weeks, in most of the Western you know, systems around birth, they start to talk to you about induction. My waters ended up breaking naturally very spontaneously, very dramatically at the acupuncture session. And it was one of those Hollywood moments. It wasn't a little trickle. It was like a full-on Hollywood gush. Sorry, guys, too much information. But I ended up having to walk down the back streets of busy Bondi Junction in Sydney with towels between my legs because it was that dramatic. 
because I lost so much, I was advised to go straight to the hospital. And whilst I was there, I didn't realize this at the time, which I now do, I was then put on the clock because I didn't lose just a little bit of fluid. I lost a lot. So I was put on a 48-hour basically time frame that I needed to get labor going in that time frame. Otherwise, I'd have to be induced. Uh, I had a lot... I had a lot of uh, preconceived ideas around induction. I was very fearful of it because from the statistics, induction tends to lead to a very uh, intense, epic, really powerful birth for some women, which then leads to an epidural, which then leads to slowing down the birth process, which then often leads to a cesarean, all things that I didn't want. And I'd also witnessed my sister during uh, her induction. I was a birth partner for her many years ago, and it was quite a violent experience. However, at that point, I had come to trust that everything was happening as it should be, that I had everything within me to make this experience beautiful, no matter what was going to happen. And then I had all the tools within me to be able to cope with whatever was thrown my way. So two days later, I was induced and I say induced with quotation marks because it wasn't the full induction process uh, it's what's called an augmentation and for me my body was very ready to go into labor I had been meditating and processing on this experience and labor had started very quickly for me it was very epic it was very intense I gave birth from active labor point to end within three hours and 43 minutes and um you know, I'm really proud of myself because I look back at that and I did it without any any intervention other than obviously the induction. There was no pain relief. There was no time for pain relief, to be honest. Um, and it was a really wild experience, but I'm so proud of myself. And I, I feel so honored that I got to have that kind of experience and bring her into the world on a full moon with such intensity and power and yet come out intact and happy and whole and my god what a what a wild ride so for me that taught me that I had everything I needed within to make this happen there was absolutely nothing that I couldn't do if I could do that and it also taught me to really surrender and go with the flow and to face whatever comes up and that birth is beautiful no matter what is thrown your way, no matter what curveballs are thrown your way, it's how you show up to it and how you process it and how you be with it. If I had shown up to that induction kicking and screaming, I'm sure it would be a very different experience. If I had shown up to that experience assuming that I was going to go epidural and cesarean and focusing my attention there, then maybe that's where it was going. But I didn't. I showed up believing that this was just something that was happening in this experience and I could make it my own and I could still show up as the person that I wanted to be and birth in the way that I wanted to birth. So that is kind of the experience, you know, in a nutshell. And I share this because I want not to be like, oh, wow, I did my birth all drug free. What did you do? No, not at all. I share this because I want to talk about the power behind the stories that we carry with birth before we even get pregnant, to be honest. And I want to highlight how important it is for us as individuals, but also as a collective to start rewriting this story. Yes, for yourself, if you've yet had a child or if you're going to have another one, but also for your children and for their children. 
So now I want to share with you a little story that has prompted this whole entire episode. And it kind of shocked me, but it really got me to wake up. I was at my sister's house. My daughter was playing with hers. And my sister also had her best friend's daughter over at the time. And her best friend's daughter was 16 years old. And here I am, heavily pregnant, talking about birth or pregnancy or something, you know. And she said (laughs) that she would choose a cesarean over a natural birth any day. And that surprised me. And I'm just going to say a little asterisk here, a little pause. I have no problem whatsoever if you have to have a cesarean. Cesareans save lives and babies. My sister and her daughter would not be alive if they hadn't had a cesarean. Placenta previa, her placenta completely blocked the cervix and back in the day before ultrasounds, etc., they would have died. Caesareans save lives. Caesareans are necessary and every culture requires up to a certain percentage. You know, it's just the way that it is. I do have a problem with what she was actually saying though, which was she would rather be cut open and have the baby removed out of her than go through a natural childbirth because, and these were her reasons, and this is where I got shocked, she didn't want a loose vagina still shocks me when when I hear that granted she is 16 but still she didn't want a loose vagina and uh, she didn't want to poo herself during labor and she didn't want to moan and groan and make a fool of herself so I know teenagers I get it right I'm not saying that oh my god the the whole world is going to fall apart because this one teenager just said this thing but It made me think, what is her collective story? What's the collective story that she's been absorbing around birth? Because all the stuff that she's highlighted had nothing to do with how empowering it is to give birth, even how empowering it is to give birth by cesarean, because that's pretty epic to me, guys. Like, Can I just really clarify here that I think major abdominal surgery and being cut open is epic, and I bow down to all of you women that have gone through that because to me that is just wow that is just so powerful so she didn't have that in her language she didn't have the empowerment that comes through she didn't have the sense of pride or love and respect for her body and the understanding that her body actually is capable of doing this capable of birthing She didn't have a a desire to embrace her body and its changes. Again, I say, I know she's 16. I know the thought of pooing yourself in a loose vagina at 16 are just the surface level things that you think of. But what I really want to dig into here, the first part, is what story are we sharing to the younger generation? Have we gone so far that the cesarean conversation or the just get it done with conversation or just quickly induce it conversation or just, you know, let's pull the wool over our eyes and pretend that this is just not happening and just make everything really clinical and get it in and get it out. Has that, have we gone that far down that path that even our next generation of young women don't have this connection to their power and haven't been fed 
the right story, with the right language, to make them feel that they are in ownership of this experience and that they are powerful and miraculous and that they can do it and it's actually something that they should be eagerly waiting to do in their life, gearing up for the most mind-blowing experience ever. So this brings me now to myself as a mother to a daughter and I think about how do I ensure from a very young age that she has aligned with this empowered, magical, miraculous energy that I would love her to have and the right language, that birth is just incredible and that she can do it. So I'm already noticing when I talk to her that I'm filtering the conversation. Obviously, she's three, but I'm talking about how exciting it is that mommy goes to birth this baby. And I tell her the truth, the baby's going to come out of my vagina and the baby is coming out of my body that I helped create this baby from. And I'm going to continue that story with her and I'm going to do my best to expose her to beautiful, real, natural stories about birth, including cesarean, to show how powerful it is, to show how magical it is and to show her that she is capable of coping with whatever is required. And that is really important for me. So this is my invitation to you. If you have young women in your life, young children, can you start thinking about rewriting the story for them via the language that you use and the stories that you share and maybe even the imagery that you expose them to? I'm not going to be comfortable with letting my daughter watch movies and TV shows where there's women dripping in sweat in a hospital gown with their legs in stirrups and 20 people around them screaming and huffing and puffing and yelling, get it out of me. I'm not cool with that and I'm not going to share that. If that comes on, I will be turning that sort of stuff off. But the other element to this, which is really important, is if you are considering the language that's being exposed to the young women in your life, you also have to consider your personal story. And this is where the questioning to yourself comes, whether you've already had children or not. What is your belief system around birth? What's your collective and personal story? What have you come to understand or come to believe to be true to the point where it's actually blocking you or maybe uplifting you? And this is about the stories that you expose yourself, the stories that you were exposed to as a child, the collective conversation around it. This is also about education, you know, watching documentaries like Birth Time, for example, or any of Ina Mae Gaskin's books. Sarah Buckley, check her out. Exposing yourself to the right conversation, the right education, the right information so that you actually really understand what is possible with birth, what it should be like, right? It shouldn't be this surveillance room where there are a bunch of people in there who you don't know poking and prodding you and looking at the watch, checking that you're on time and on track and going by the statistics. It shouldn't be like that. And I say that knowing that I'm coming to that point where they're going to start to, you know, nudge me along. The statistics say this, Claire. This is what we need to do, Claire. It's time to do this, Claire. And I get that, and I'm appreciative of the hospital system, and I'm appreciative of what they offer, but I'm also very clear about 
my connection with this baby, the health of this baby, where I'm at and what I know to be true for me and for birth and what I know that I'm capable of and what I know is within the realms of possibility. So I want this episode to be a fire in your belly, whether you have had children or not, to start rewriting this birth story for yourself, for the next generation, for your children, and for the collective consciousness across the whole entire spectrum, male, female, birthing women, women who choose not to have babies, all of it, the conversation needs to change. And, you know, it's, it's starting to happen in my world. I have my husband said to me the other day that somebody he knows, uh, their, their wife is having an elective caesarean. And I said to him, well, have a conversation with him about it. Ask, you know, is everything okay? You know, elective caesarean might be needed. Maybe something is going on. Maybe something has happened and she, she needs this baby out for the safety and the life of her baby. My husband was really hesitant because he didn't want to offend or step on anyone's toes. And I thought, how sad that we can't just have an open conversation about it and send them love and support without any judgment for whatever is going on. And it's not that I'm saying I want every woman out there to have a natural birth with no interventions. I want to make that really clear as well. I'm not in judgment of what you choose to do, but a lot of what women choose to do today is based on fear and based on lack of knowledge and education and trust in their body and their ability to birth and to feel excited and empowered and ready and prepared. And that comes, again, back to the story. I can't tell you how many women I know who had a completely different story filled with negativity and fear and then went off to do calm birth or hired a doula and everything started to switch when they started to rewrite their story, started to rewrite their belief systems. And they went from these women who were terrified who were going to elect a caesarean or who were just going to choose to have drugs to women who birthed naturally and with so much power and without tearing and without episiotomies and without all this intervention. And I've also had women who have had that experience and the next time they've had to have an emergency caesarean. And I think, awesome, great, you've had so many different experiences and now you know that you're capable of coping with major surgery and major birthing experiences aren't you incredible aren't you powerful that's what I want women to feel not the details not the context that they can do anything that whatever they're entering that they can do it and they can reign supreme in the most pivotal transitional rite of passage in their life so if you're willing to rewrite your story sit down and ask the question what do I currently believe? What are my belief systems and where do they come from? Are they filled with fear? Are they filled with love? What would be more supportive for me? What other story do I want to carry within my heart? And what story do I want to pass on to my children and to the younger women, the next generation? What would I like to see in the collective consciousness? So I'm going to leave it at that. As you can hear, I'm very passionate about birth. I have no idea what this next birth is going to be like. I also have no idea when it's going to happen. <laughs> Hopefully very soon because I'm very, very excited to meet this little baby. 
But I just had to get that off my chest and inspire you. And maybe my birth experience comes out completely different to what my intentions or what my hopes are. But I know that no matter what happens, I know that no matter what curveball is thrown at me, no matter what situation unfolds, that I can do it and that I'm so capable and that I'm so powerful and that I will be in full glory when I do it. So I just wanted to leave you with that. Sending you wherever you are in your birth journey, whether you've just given birth, whether you're planning on it, whether you're so far past motherhood or whether you're never going there and you're birthing beautiful creative projects, whether you are on your birth journey, I send you so much love, light and support. And thank you for tuning in. I think that there will be a little break from here with the Wellness Project podcast episodes, but I will be back when I am out of the hazy, milky, (laughs) post-birth newborn bubble. Sending you all my love. Take care, guys. Bye.